0: Episode 20 of the Beards Watch Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Parkman, joined as always by Mr. J-Roll Nation, Jacob Rowland.
1: That's right. We sometimes let Tom pick out the music. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I I didn't, I've been... Episode 2 was the last one to let me choose. <laughs> well, one you missed with Max when you were sick. It was supposed to be your choice. And then the other one we had some stuff and the song choice didn't really match <laughs> up. So we slid it by and then I promised you to have this one. So once in a while we let you jump in on some tunes. That wasn't as bad as some of the devil worship you've usually played. So we'll, we'll work on that. So we've got with us a first-time guest, yep. and he's probably you know more popular than both of us around the office building at least. With, <laughs> I don't know about who, that. <laughs> now, now I did a little research as much as I could. Uh-huh. Are you an Elon alum? I am. Okay, so that's correct. The internet is correct on that so, one. That was ten years ago. I don't know where <laughs> that's, that's what that it said. Two thousand seven, right? Yeah. Elon alum. So, flies. And it, it, now you're hearing his voice. It's Andrew Dowd, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Andrew Welcome Dowd. You, Andrew. Yes, Welcome. good to be here. So 2007, Elon alum, and then you ended up in Florida for a couple of years. Or? I did. So I went. I went to uh,
2: ECU country. Oh, New Greenville. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was there for a couple of years, and I came to Charlotte, and I went to Florida for one, and I'm back in Charlotte. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little bit of everything. So was this?
1: Uh, does he have this on Wikipedia page? Is that where you got actually? This? I got this. I typed in Andrew Dowd because I looked on your. The Facebook that you tagged him in, and we're not friends, and I was like, oh, I can't see the, his pre-private, so I like, okay, so then I just typed in Andrew down, Google, and the first thing popped up was your Fox Sports profile. So that's good. So yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah So I figured that was a credible news source. That <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, well, this is credible, so I looked on it, and it, it talked about the different stations, and I was like, well, let's see if we can get a, because this second Elon alum, third if you count Max and his wife.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They both
1: went to Elon, yeah. so this is the third Elon alum we've had on our show. While we were having show. dinner
0: earlier, before you got home from work, yeah. was, were you stuck in traffic? It took you a while to get yeah, home. It did. It, <laughs>
1: traffic's crazy on WT Harris at 530, man.
0: Uh, we were talking that apparently a lot of Northerners end up at Elon University. There's, well, The weather's nicer
2: down here. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it, when it snows, it snows for like one weekend, and that's yeah. it. Then it's spring. That's, that's the, right. That's the reason I'm down here, no yeah. snow.
1: But you originally... From Philadelphia, right? Yep.
2: Stone Eagles fan. So, how long did you live there? I man, I, till basically
1: college. So basically, till basically, yeah. 18, 18, yeah. 19 years, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. All right. But then, so, but then Elon brought you down here, and just haven't gone back. and bouncing. Yeah. So, what, so anybody who else has listened, if They not uh, might not necessarily listen to NASCAR. No NASCAR. What,
2: what did you, did you do at your? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do at your other gig? You a reporter? I was you? I was a news reporter for okay. seven years, and then uh, yeah, when I was in when I was in Charlotte, I kind of met a whole bunch of people that worked in the NASCAR business, and then. Um, you know, eventually NASCAR came calling. So, okay, were you a we NASCAR am. fan growing up? Or? Yeah, I went. To, my first race was uh, Dover when I was about ten years old. My aunt took me, and I've been. I, I'm a big like car fan. Okay, uh, outside of outside of racing, and so um, yeah, I mean. Loud cars and fast racing, which, just... which I did notice when I stalked his Facebook page. He's got his picture from his
1: wedding in the background. It's the Mustang, right? So, yeah, and then a couple of the pictures are like the close-up of the horse and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, so he must be a car, a uh, Ford guy. Yeah, so fan. Yeah, that... since I was little, <laughs>
2: since before I could drive. Then, hey, that's nothing wrong with that. Listen, when you're planning a wedding, I mean, my my wife, I mean, from where we got married to the church to the venue, yeah, she picked it all, and I was fine with that. Okay, and I was totally cool. I said, I okay. just. Um, I just, can I, can we leave in my car? And she's like, okay. Yeah. You know, sure. I, that's, if that's your one request, we'll, we'll do that. So I mean, it, it, the picture's nice to get a nice bright red
1: mu- red Mustang yeah. in the back and then it's your are waiting That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a perfect little backdrop for
2: a picture. So it was that or a horse drawn carriage. That's what she wanted to leave. Yeah. in. And I was no. like,
1: no. It's and
0: that of, was now cute. it's a hundred horse drawn carriage. 100, uh, 100 100 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: that, well, didn't you recently get married?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Months ago. Three. three months ago. Yeah. June. Wow, well congrats on that. And how's the new married life treating you? I'm still saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was, it was like planning the wedding. Yeah. You like this color? Yeah, looks great. How okay. about this venue? Yep, sounds good. Wow, alright, well. You okay with this for dinner? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like, can we watch this show on TV? Sure.
1: And I think Tom was telling me, she's a, uh, was she a reporter or a news desk here at the local station?
2: Yeah, she was working local for a while, now she's doing real estate. So, real oh, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. real estate. Did you guys meet working in news? Yeah, she was at a uh, station, uh, competing station oh. in Florida. Okay. Um, yeah, lo- I'll, I'll tell the story. Long story short, my um, my cousin married her best friend from college. So my okay. cousin had known okay. her for like a long time, yeah. so, you know, like almost eight years or something. He goes, I should introduce you to this girl, Sarah. You know, she works up in Connecticut at the time, and I was in Charlotte. You guys should meet, you're in the same business. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, all right. Yeah. But, like, I, I was like, I'm never going to bump into her, you know, whatever. We were friends yeah. on Facebook. And then it just so happened that we both got a job in the same market kind of at the same time. And that's wild. It was yeah. meant to be. Well, it was It was meant to be. We should, you know, get, uh, just hang out, grab a drink professionally. And, you know, one thing led to another. So we just started hanging out a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. cool. <laughs> alright so real
1: estate so there you go Tom when you're looking for your next house already <laughs> I already gave a car yeah, already yeah. got a car. you missed a lot when you were <laughs> I, driving home dude, from the WT Harris traffic it's a it's 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 hell as we all been there before I, so. I will be hitting her up eventually when there you I go. finally bite the bullet got, but yeah exactly we gotta get you out of your you know comfort zone a little bit the, the man hey, of the trailer is nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright Andrew if you don't know I live in a trailer by the racetrack but yeah. a nice trailer it's not like That's, a perfect you're right yeah. by the racetrack mm-hmm. yeah Oh, it's perfect for him. It's really hard for him to leave. Two days ago, when uh, both of the NASCAR races got rained out, I went to both of them. Eight hours at the track. 800 miles of racing I saw that day. Just walked right out of my trailer, walked across the street, walked back afterwards. It was a good day. So you stayed for the whole thing. Yep.
2: Man, it's a lot of laps.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot of laps. It was was a good time. There's a lot going on in the cup race. The Xfinity race, not so much.
2: I enjoyed your uh, Instagram updates and and whatever names you were coming up with for everybody. (laughs) Listen, I had to...
0: I had to keep myself sane a little bit because normally I like to bring a scanner with me. My parents uh, had scanners that they kept at the trailer because it is my parents' place that I run from them. And turns out that they had taken them with them when they went to Bristol a couple of months ago and never brought them back. I didn't realize this until an hour before I left. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, no, I have nothing to listen to. So I kept myself entertained by making uh, little puns on Instagram. When, yeah, I, when, I was, guys when you would
1: tweet that out, I wanted to just... Re- Reply and say these are bad tweets, just to give you hell, because it was just like non-stop. I was like, "Come on, man, watch the race." You keep tweeting, like, "Come on, just to give you hell." You no, know, nothing to take. I you believe down. everybody else found them entertaining. Sure, no, you're right. They did. <laughs> My apologies. I didn't mean to bring you down. That's no, all right. All right. So, do you want to bring up what's what we got on the docket here? All right. Well, we got. I mean, you're NASCAR
0: guy. We talked yep. a little NASCAR. We can also talk about how terrible a night of football it was last night, and how.
1: It kinda of ruined Jacob's night with the Panthers and Bucks. It, it was Monday it, night it, it, it was bad, but it was like kinda of what you should have expected if yeah. you've watched any of the other games between any of these two teams. And with the Panthers missing Cam, their left tackle, and they're starting running it back. It's just been atrocious. And with a young secondary that is just learning and you know, you thought they were gonna pull it out there, Derek Harrison throws a pick in the I mean he had three turnovers. Yeah. It's the defense did enough to win, you know. You can't throw two picks and, and fumble the ball as a backup quarterback and expect to win. And it was, you know, questionable play call here and there. But then they just had stupid stuff they weren't doing last year. They're now doing this year, and it's just, you know, like the AJ Klein penalty, unsportsmanlike. It's yeah. Just, I've, I, I've come over here.
0: Let's see. There's been five games so far. I think I've been here for three and a half of them. Yeah. And I've seen. A lot of just bad penalties, yeah. and I can't really say anything being a Giants fan because they've c- committed a fair share of stupid yeah. penalties this year. But the uh, Panthers seem to be shooting themselves in their foot. Yeah,
1: it, there is still it's the Super Bowl hangover has been extremely real for them. That's what you have to chalk it up to. I mean, they just they don't have that juice. We've talked about it before. Pascal they haven't had that juice that they had last year. Teams, the blueprint was on there of how to beat them in the Super Bowl, and they played some very good teams. I mean, you're talking about the Broncos. Who were recently and undefeated? The to Vikings a the are Vikings, still undefeated. undefeated. Probably the two best yeah. defenses and, in the league. And now the, the I mean, the Falcons just went up and beat Denver. Yeah. They're five, you know, four and one or five and yeah, whatever. Really. Four and one. So yeah, now the, the, you know, the Bucks are an atrocious team, but we shot ourselves in the foot on that one, and they just kind of they're in a slump right now. And we'll see if the Saints, coming off a bye week, they can go down there and beat them. But it might be a one and five or We'll see. So, where are you on the worried scale? 1-10, one, 1 being I, not worried at all, 10 being pretty worried. You know what, I had forgotten this until I saw somebody tweet it today. The Panthers in their history have never had back-to-back winning seasons. Now, you look at that and you go, wait a second, they've won three division titles. You're right, but that middle one was a 7-8-1 season. Yeah. Though they got to the playoffs, they it was not a winning record. So, this is the theme. We should have seen, they tricked us all with this 17-2 record and oh they're gonna be great and now they've they've started now yeah of course you always gotta have hope as some kind of fan because if not you might as well just not even watch the games. So you're sitting there they've lost four if maybe if they make it to ten and six, but is that gonna get you in the playoffs in the NFC? Possibly not, could be, who knows? We'll just see. I mean I it's I just I know, <laughs> just man. shake your head I just yeah you look at it and go, what are they doing? But they just the pass rush hadn't been able to get there the corners are good. But they played good enough last night, even though the Bucs are terrible. Yeah, before we started, I said
0: they were down to their backup quarterback, backup running back, backup lineman, had four turnovers, still only lost by field Three, goal. Exactly.
1: So
2: yeah. is mean, so not a good team. No,
1: no <laughs> they're not. It's, not, it's what, no. what you take away from that. Yeah, exactly. And the Panthers so, are not a good team right now no. at the way they're playing. But. So
0: we, uh, I was over here last night, a whole bunch of Panthers fans. Andrew and I were actually texting during the game about how terrible the game was. Because regardless of which side you root for, it was just a bad football game. Well, before.
2: I feel I feel like I didn't really miss a whole lot. And again, I'm originally from Philadelphia, so I've been an Eagles fan yeah. my whole life. I'm sorry. Which, they're actually... I'm actually all right yeah. with how things are going so yeah. far this season. Even after the loss... Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the the loss... I, for me, I think it's... if You know, they're not going to have a perfect season. Better to get it out of the way early. Because I think, you know... like That was kind of the problem with the Panthers last season. Is they were... Mm-hmm. They had such a good record for so long, and it's like sometimes a loss can be good, keeps everybody in check, I think. But I was watching a game last night. And I'm texting Parkman, and it is what three nothing or uh, six, it was or six, something, six or nothing we for a while. <laughs> six mean, nothing at half. <laughs> yeah, and so after so halftime comes around, and I was like, I got some DVR to catch up on, and yeah, and I, I watched a couple shows and went back. And you know, I said, let me check in with the game, and it was right about 15 seconds left or whatever it was, and the <laughs> there's the game winning field goal. I'm yeah, like. Yeah, that kicker, the Tampa Bay kicker
0: Aguayo, he a—he's I mean, a, he's a second-round pick, Ria Ria Ria. He's just—he's yeah. got the weight of the world on his shoulders well, right now. He's not dealing with it now. Really.
1: All of a sudden, he's probably keep this game winner and gave him the confidence he needs. It'll go on and be rookie MVP or some stupid stuff like that. But you know,
0: but he has a brother that's at Florida State right now, mm-hmm. right? So he's there's going to be some Aguayos kicking Wasn't him. he a first-round pick or something? Second, second round, second round, second round traded up for, for, for a yeah. The, you know. but he was one of the best kickers in the history of college football. Yeah, but football. you can't you just... You it's can't. it's not the same, but I mean, yeah. figure you're going to have a reliable quarterback or a reliable kicker, so... Are you, though? Do you that's, know? that's the plan when I you're mean, taking him in the second half? Yeah, yeah, you're hoping
1: so, but like we've seen it so many times, you just get a guy that's undrafted and... Then, I mean, sometimes you have to bounce them around, but or just get a venture in at some point. So
0: John Gruden said it last night too. Like when he was with the Raiders, he drafted Janikowski in the first draft. That was a great story. Yeah, and yeah. he was ready to cut him because yeah. he was missing everything, yeah. and now he's one of the best kickers in the league. But so what if they?
1: Like I guess they did make one Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
2: with
1: Janikowski.
0: But well, I mean, or two. The kicker, the kicker position, you just want them not to lose you the game. They're not out there to win. You win on your quarterback. You win on your yeah. defense. You don't oh, win or lose. Or you, yeah, don't, you, you, you do. don't win on the you kicker. Can lo-
1: yeah, you can you lose. win and lose on a kick. The Panthers You could have beat you. Won, you lose on a kicker. They could have won. I mean, you can win or lose. I mean, they're they're an important position. They're like lawyers. You know what I'm saying? You want a good one when you need one. You know what I'm saying? Like as of now, like oh yeah, you're cool. Like oh, it's okay if it's just missing a couple in the game. But it comes down to that game winner, you want a good one. I yeah. mean, like money's on the line. So, but yeah, we can we can move on from that sad <laughs> talk. Well, I
0: was gonna say. So Andrew you said you're an Eagles fan. Five games into the season, how do you feel about the team so far?
2: I'm getting my tickets to the Super Bowl and I don't <laughs> think <they're laughs> really, really right. <laughs> Listen, I when I was in when I was in high school, that was that was about the time that they went and uh, to four was a four straight NFC yeah, championship right. yeah. games, you know what I mean? And the Donovan Oh yeah. Man, that was those was were good years. And then they finally made it to the one Super Bowl thirty nine, right? Ran it to break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. Sophomore year of college. And uh man, I mean those were those were good years, but it was like you get you get right there and you didn't make the Super Bowl. And then you're back the next year and you don't make the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like I kind of that it was about that time that I started to make sure you keep your you know, your standards in check a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's a long season and and we're off to a good start this year, but um man a lot a lot can happen. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think, I mean, and Panthers fans should be the same way. It's like, I know it's not a great start, but it's it's not over yet. You know, it can turn around. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I would I would love to see him go to the Super Bowl, but uh, yeah, I don't want to set too many unrealistic I think, expectations. I think
0: realistically, one loss doesn't kill him. Uh, Carson Wentz throwing his first pick doesn't kill him what may hurt them is the fact that it came out today that their best offensive lineman has to serve as
1: 10 game suspension. Yeah, yeah it's so right. he's out for 10 games. Yeah. He's only
0: he's eligible for the last
1: week
2: 16 20, or something yeah, like that. Week yeah. 16 or 17, yeah. It's whatever, funky. Yeah. That's going to hurt. And it doesn't matter how good a quarterback you are if you don't have the right offensive line in yeah. front of you It shuts down the run well, game, the passing game. Speaking of which, the New York
1: Giants. <laughs> well, I would say the last time a team made the Super Bowl with a rookie QB was Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers. So maybe you got a little Philadelphia Juju out there that
2: again, realistic expectations. <laughs> I try to like, yeah. I think real- well, I'll, I'll celebrate when we get there. Yeah.
0: Realistically, I think that that division is going to come down to Philly and Dallas. I think Dallas is a lot better than people thought they were, and especially if they stick with Dak Prescott. I don't think Tony Romo's the answer. So I think it'll be Philly and Dallas for a playoff spot. I don't my Giants have fallen off a cliff now. I have no trust in them anymore. And I don't think the Redskins are as good as they were last year, even though they were barely that good. They won the division. Right
2: three two
1: right now.
0: Uh, yeah, they're three yeah. and two. The Giants are
2: two and three. Good news. Yeah. There's still six weeks left in NASCAR season. Don't worry about what's going on Sunday. Other yeah. than that,
0: right? Speaking of so, which, so real quick, who who are you picking for the championship?
2: We NASCAR? we had this this pick a couple weeks ago. Um, sending our final four, and I think I went with the uh, seventy eight. And that was before the chase started. Then he rattled off two wins in the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that was that partnership with JGR this year. That just Furniture road turned a corner. That was an awesome decision on their part. So um, the
0: upgrade from the RCR
2: partnership to the JGR. I mean, I, it's just they—they they obviously were running really well yeah. last year. And I think when he had Cole Pern and Martin Truex Jr. when they got together, that that just goes to show how important that driver crew chief relationship is. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's, and like Adam Stevens last year with Kyle Busch, that was his first season working with him in the Cup Series and going and won a championship. So it's like, um, but yeah, I think I think the 78 certainly seems like the team to beat right now. Jimmy went into Charlotte. I think that's a lot of
0: critics. I've been pleasantly surprised by the turnaround for Hedrick because they were pretty much non existent through the summer.
2: But that—that's them. They have yeah, these summer lulls, sure. and, yeah. I, and it's like I was talking to to Dave Moody about this last time we were doing a, one of the things I'm serious with him. Um, it's a little quick humble brag, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> when Andrew was on real <laughs> radio. yeah, This exactly. yeah. no, is a quick humble brag. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's like, he's like, is it? You know, do you think that that Jimmy should be in trouble? And I was like, you can't ever count the yeah. six time champ yeah. out, man. I mean, the guy knows how to win. He's got one of the best fruit chiefs. Uh, of a generation with him. and So it's like, you know, uh, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but. Um, it is. It's already
0: surprising track. that this is the first time Jimmy's made it
2: to the third round of the chase with the
0: elimination format, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I mean, he's been knocked out in the first or second round in the last two years. Well, it's,
2: they had problems. I mean, he had a, yeah. a weird run in at Dover last year. You know, it's kind of the same weird stuff that happened with Harker to Charlotte. Like, you know, they had a probably very inexpensive part. Yeah. Break on, I think Ronnie said it was like the oil pump. Yep, it's like you can't control that, you know, and it just it happens, and one bad race can just absolutely kill you. All right, well, I I like the seventy eight pick. I think that's the the smart pick,
0: at least going forward for me. We got five races left, six races left, six races. Six. Left. Yeah, it's I mean they've been fast at every track we've gone to. So I also I mean, thought the forty two was going to. I think yeah. I
2: had them in the final four, and you know, one bad run. They're already out, right? Yeah, yeah. they got knocked out. Yeah, first time. We got Daryl. Your pick. who's left. I haven't paid.
1: I don't There's pay attention to the final, pay the final four. I don't pay attention to the final four. Your boy Carl Edwards is still in there. Uh, Carl's well, Austin Dillon's
2: still in there. Yeah, but he hasn't even won a race yet. So you Austin's all—he's got his back against the wall. Yeah. After Charlotte.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'll throw Carl. I mean, Carl Edwards or Jimmy Johnson? It'd be nice to see Carl because he hasn't won one yet, right? No. Yeah, yeah. He, so he tied Tony Stewart yeah. in 2011. Exactly. That was a great. Yeah, Playoffs. Oh, that was awesome. It'd be it'd be nice to see him get one, just because I think he's paid his dues per se. I mean, like I said, I'm not as big as you guys are in a NASCAR. I just became a fan when I started working at Speed. So you know,
2: I'll tell you what, I think Mackenzie is. is he's somebody that been, he's nobody's been really been talking about. Strong. But um, he was a favorite to win last year. I mean, I shouldn't say maybe was a favorite to win, but I mean, I think he was he was a contender to win last year, and then. Obviously, the dust up with him and Joey. Yeah. Um, heck, I think Joey would have probably had what it took to win last year if Martinsville didn't have It's pretty interesting that
0: Joey Logano's team has had such a turnaround because they were so strong last year, and they have one win this year. They've pretty much been non-existent in the Chase. Got, he got wrecked twice in the Cup race on Saturday or on Sunday. It was, it's interesting to see what's happened with
2: that twenty-two. Program. Well, and I go, you know, I go back to uh, Tony Stewart the year he won the championship. Mm-hmm. You know. He was like, "Oh, we don't even deserve to be here, you know. Nothing, you know, we're not gonna go very far." And you know, goes off and win the championship. So I mean, it's totally possible that Joey could go win like, you know, two of the next three races. I mean, Talladega is anybody's game. Yeah, you know? He won Kansas and Talladega last year, so, so
1: maybe yeah. he's, that's their strategy—not to be so far ahead and then somebody out there gunning for him. You just gotta creep. Then you get to that final four spot. Then that's when you lay it out on the line, man. Just fly below the radar. Yeah, exactly. Why not? I mean. Get to, get to the final spot and let it go. Shoot it out. So, All
0: right. Well, we'll turn the, we'll turn the corner here a little bit because Andrew talks NASCAR every day.
1: Yeah,
0: Fair enough. And I can course. talk all hour. <laughs> <laughs> but so we came up with this topic last night, Jacob and I did, uh, that last week I made a big deal about it. If you follow me on social media, I talked about it a lot. I went to a concert at uh, PNC Pavilion. It was corn and Brayton Benjamin and his buddy Knob. My buddy Knob came with me. He Knob. drove over from Western Side. Old Slab Knob, of the <laughs> not Knob. <Slop. laughs> <laughs> that is not his name. How didn't get that. Is that a nickname? his nickname? Is Knob N O B? Okay. We don't know why he's called that. What? I knew him for. How do you not know? I knew I knew him for about three years before I found out what his real name was, and I asked him how he became Knob, and he said somebody just called him it in the hallway one day at school, and that was it. There was no reason. What's behind his real him. name? His name is Robert. Robert. Robert Payne, no. which is pretty badass. That is a pretty name. Is a good name, yeah. <laughs> but he's like me. He's you know six foot four, three hundred pounds. Like we're two big dudes. Yeah. We're we're imposing figures in the in the pit.
2: Okay. But it was a good
0: show. It was a very loud show, but good crowd. So it got me to thinking: What is your best and worst concert experience in your life? So I'm. Let you both know. Last night, you've had some time to think about it. We'll start off with so a, still a quick
1: turnaround. Usually, we got like a couple days.
2: Yeah, I keep I'm trying just to think
0: of
1: my worst
0: concert experience.
1: I, got, I had a couple. There's,
0: there's got to be a worst, even if it's not bad. There still has yeah. to be the
1: worst. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but we'll start with best. We'll yeah, go with best. Best first, first, yeah. So, And no Jake, particular numbers, right? So I I came up with basically two best, and maybe as we talk, as we all do, it might ring some bells on some yeah, other ones. Mm-hmm. Honorable um, mentions, as I told. Yeah, you, Andrew, I, I, I just, always yeah, accept. We didn't really go with the number, top yeah, three, whatever. We just kind of said what. So my my first one, I think it was, and a lot of these are actually going to come down to Speed Street, which is <laughs> very weird because they were free concerts back in the day. And this was pre, this was Luke Bryan pre. Metro Luke Bryan. Pre, like, before, tight. Before all the ladies fell. Yes, involved. before. I mean, obviously he was going to be he was gonna be pulling ladies because he's playing country music with a guitar. But he didn't, like, he wore the tight jeans, but it wasn't like he was shaking his ass all the time. You know, it wasn't all the songs about women shaking their ass and this and that. So we were there at Speed Street. It was me, Jerriana, my buddy Taylor. And I don't know if Jeeves was there or not. And he was, Luke Bryan was just, like, he was on point. He, at one point, would take beers out and do the Stone Cold and chug them. <laughs> he was then also punting full beers into the audience. And punting. somebody, yeah, punting, like kicking them out. And somebody from the stage crew had to tell him, like, look, man, there's just like, not everybody here is of age. Like, you can't do that. Because he offered, like, a girl down low a sip of beer. They're like, no, 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 no. you can't do that. Like, she could not be 21. And we're all sitting there like, wow, this is. This was and he just like played all the songs and then he did like some renditions of like some hip hop songs but country wise and it was just one of those like before he became because I was just a free concert now you got to pay like what eighty bucks probably per ticket yeah. to go to him and it was free and it was actually the start of some other the stories of us seeing the uh, parking deck that we started going to and, and the parking infamous out, park the infamous park park. parking deck Andrew, if you don't
0: know you, you're familiar with Speed Street in Uptown Charlotte during uh, race weeks in between the All Star Race yep. and Coke yep. yeah Jacob has his own parking deck. Yeah. It's a small one that nobody goes to. Yeah. They go up by themselves it, on the top floor and let your listeners guy. know where it's at. Basically, <laughs> it's
1: right on MLK. It's actually okay. This is it. We found this parking deck back when, basically, it's where Knight Stadium is now. Okay. That, was, that was where the concert venue was. There was it was just dirt. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was where the yeah. venue was. Yeah. And I remember we were standing there watching this concert. We turned around and we saw people up there and we were like, Yo, that'd be perfect because it was a pain because it was all standing room. And it, to go get a beer or to go to the urinals or the johns, you had to just fight through people. And it was a pain in the ass. So we were like, it'd be great. So then like the next year, we went up there and we – you had to – at first, the way that the venue was set up, you had to kind of like go down a one-way street. But you flagged the cop and just said, oh, I'm going to this parking deck. And they, you knew it always had to be open because it's a parking deck where people pay – that workup tank. Right. So they can't completely close the parking deck because people are paying yearly, monthly fees to park there. So we always knew we could get in there. And you'd go to the top and we'd set up a couple trucks. We'd set up the beer pond, the cornhole, we'd bring our own beer safe, so we didn't have to buy the you know 12 ounce or 16 ounce, $8 beers. And we'd basically tailgate up. We'd bring a grill and do burgers and dogs. We'd walk around, get the free stuff, go back up there and and just basically tailgate. And then the best part was at that time, the concert was right below us. So we would stand on top of the parking deck and hear everything, and we didn't have to deal with bathroom lines or anything like that, and it was it was a fantastic little time. So and then they moved it. No, the parking deck's still there.
2: No, but the concert. Yes, and then yeah. they
1: moved the concert. So we still would go up to the parking deck and park, drink a couple beers, and then we just walk over to where NASCAR so Hall of really, Fame is.
0: From the stuff. top floor, can you – or from the top of the parking deck, can you see down into Night Stadium?
1: Somewhat, but the way it's flipped is you can kind of – you see more of like the, the one of the jumbo tribes mm-hmm. in the back. You couldn't really watch a game there. You see more of that park that's down there than anything else. One of the weird
0: things about that parking deck, though, is if you're not familiar with it, you go into the first floor. Then to go up, you have to go out of the side entrance, of the side exit to the parking garage and go like the wrong way on a one-way street to
1: then go up to the ramp. It's so weird. Well, because at first Speed Street, it stopped right before it. So you'd have to go up around the art center and come down and then you could turn right down it. Well, then they moved Speed Street back, and they blocked the road to get to it where the art museum is and everything, or the art center. So then we were like, oh, how are we going to get in there? So you have to pull through that little bottom slide that's totally separate from the top parking deck and go, like I said, that's where – because there's police officers sitting there, and you just got to tell them, oh, I'm going to the parking deck. So they'll let you drive on the wrong way of the one way to get up to the top of the parking so deck. So that was your best concert? That was my best concert, as in before we – it was before the parking deck, but it was just one where it was just like – you saw Luke Brown, he was just cutting loose, having a good time. It was free, so he yeah, didn't spend any money, yeah, and just, it was a good time. So it's always a good time when you see an artist before they make a big. Exactly. You have
0: that story, you're like, yeah. I remember when. Yeah, because yeah. he
2: would never yeah. throw a free concert down. No, no way. So, what do you got, Andrew? Man, uh, so, all right, so, speaking of country, and I guess, I guess this would constitute my worst concert experience, um, Eric Church. Oh, easy! Wow, so you're talking about Jacob's favorite artist, and one of my favorite too. Here's why it's my worst concert. Where was it? You got to give the whole background. It was it was up in university, um, at PNC. At PNC. This must have been years ago. He hasn't played at PNC in a long time. It was it was back when I was at um, I was still working at Channel Nine here. It was my first in Charlotte. Yeah, that's. that's I mean, this was probably seven eight years ago then, huh?
1: Because be, the last time he played in Charlotte it was at Time Warner Cable and that was like four years ago, PNC. That must have been a yeah that must have been a way way. From I
2: think good it was Charlotte. PNC. Anyway whatever, right, yeah, was, yeah, whatever. What was it was we went up we went up trying to get tickets, and we thought like I I don't know how many concerts I've gone to that I was just like yeah we'll just go we'll park and we'll we'll walk in mm, you yeah. know what I mean, and we were sold out so we just like walked around for an hour trying to get somebody to like scalp a ticket oh, okay. for us. And nobody even had them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like we could hear them, we could hear the music coming from across the street. <laughs> and couldn't get in, so it was like, okay. you know, yeah, it's 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 nothing. So
1: against. it wasn't worse because of the SETI play played or anything nope, like that. It had it nothing to do with the music. Like
2: we wanted to get in and couldn't, got you know. You. So it's I'm like you, you get all excited to go into a concert, and yeah, it
1: was. You, yeah, it wasn't
2: even that you were at the concert. You just heard a concert. Yeah, and it, was yeah it was like you're all excited because you, you and your friends get together and you're like, "We're going up. We're gonna just we'll, we'll get yeah. some tickets when we get there." And, uh, yeah, it was like a real last-minute thing, and uh, and we never you know, did get in. Yeah, I guess that constitutes my worst experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's fair. If you've had all
0: good ones and that's the worst, it's yeah. not I mean, good, there's, you know?
2: there's bands that I like more, uh, concerts that I thought were better shows and everything, but, yeah, um, yeah there's nothing worse than wanting to go and not no, being able yeah. to get in. Yeah, fair enough. So my
0: best concert experience, I uh, was a couple years out of college. I want to say, like, 2006, 7 ish somewhere around there. A bunch of buddies and I went up to Boston to the Boston Garden, which is now the TD Bank North Garden, or TD, no- I don't right, know, what I know what it's, it's called. The Celtics now.
1: play? Yeah, with the okay, Celtics gotcha. play. Let's just stick with it. It
0: used to be the Boston yeah. Gardens, but then they went and sold the naming rights. So, if anybody's ever been to Boston, I'm sure Andrew, you have, Jacob, I've been. Have you been? Yeah, I've been okay. The layout of Boston is terrible
1: it's funky it's there, yeah. <laughs> is,
0: it's so easy to get lost and this was before GPS was really popular so this was we were printing out MapQuest maps oh, yeah, and relying on those to get directions and I mean we're all in our mid-twenties so none of us know what the hell we're doing yeah. we're, car- we're uh, caravanning because one of my buddies had a truck there was three of us in there and then my roommate was with, in his truck with our other roommate so we're following each other and we got lost about four times trying to get there like, we got to an intersection and it said take a left, and there was three different lefts in yeah. the intersection. So, we got lost all, all over the place. At one point we stopped and was asking a guy on the side of the road for directions, and I think this was the third time we had stopped. And from behind us, I hear my roommate in his truck roll down his window and go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Just yelling at us, we're like, oh, whatever. So, we finally found a copy, directed us where to go. We got there. I went to see Metallica and Godsmack. And for anybody that knows, Godsmack is a local Boston band. They're a very popular band, but they're from Boston, so they had a huge crowd there. Metallica is one of the best heavy metal bands of all time. Everybody, Even if you don't listen to rock music, you know who Metallica yeah. is. Metallica played you mean for that band I can buy shirts
1: at Walmart for it?
0: There you go. That's the one. <laughs> Metallica played for two and a half hours. It was such a good set. Wow. Because there was usually you have like two or three opening acts. That wow, that's wild. It that's was a, Godsmack that's... played for like 45 minutes to an hour, and then Metallica was on for two and a half hours. Wow. And when we bought tickets, we were in the lower bowl of the basketball seats. And we thought like they were expensive tickets. Yeah. So we that was the best that we could afford. And we thought we were going to be farther away because we were expecting seats on the floor the stage that they had was a big circular stage that took up most of the floor so there wasn't really floor seating yeah and we were in like the eighth row of the lower bowl so we actually ended up with pretty damn good seats like yeah. we were you know 20 feet yeah. thirty feet away from the stage and the band you know the lead singers would come over and stand in front of us and it was great uh <laughs> i realized this was yeah 10 years ago now Realized Metallica was starting to get old, because after about a half hour, the three oldest members of the band would go onto the stage, and where we were sitting, we could see under there, and they are just sitting down on stools with oxygen masks, oh just goodness. sucking <laughs> down oxygen, Man. and they left the, the youngest guy, who was a new member of the band, yeah. the bassist, he would just stay up on stage and do bass solos for a while, just entertain <laughs> the crowd. So anyway, the reason that it was the best, I don't usually catch a lot of stuff when I go to shows, like bands always throw out guitar picks and drumsticks and drum heads and everything, that was the only time that I got a souvenir because Kirk Hammett from Metallica threw out a guitar pick and I got it. So I still have my oh, school guitar pick. Yeah. So that's yeah, the that one band was, I've always wanted to see. They are Metallica. great. Nice. And it was like, I, it would have been interesting to see them in the 80s. I was only like 10, so yeah. I probably <clears> couldn't <throat> have seen them. Yeah. But when they were first coming up would have been awesome. But even, I mean, this was after seven albums. They were well established and they were old at this point and I still love them. Nice. But that was that was a great show. It's pretty wild. That's the one I always talk about
1: as my favorite. Okay.
0: So, Jacob, you got your worst? No, I got
1: another favorite. You got a favorite, all right. And, you know, I'm a big person of, like, being with, you know, groups and making memories and having a good time. Groups at a concert always? Groups, yeah. So, it was, golly, I want to say probably maybe four or five, six years ago. We went to Air Church at Greensboro Coliseum. It was February, so it was pretty cold. Well, it was supposed to be pretty cold, but it was more, it ended up being, like, Oh, it's going to be cold, but then it pops up those random February, was like 70 degrees. Like, we just got lucky on Saturday. The concert wasn't until like, you know, 8 o'clock that night. We showed the tailgate at like 9, just ready to go. We were the first, I got my Bronco, we pull up, we get like four or five spots. Real quick before you get too far, Andrew, if you don't know, Jacob is a
0: legendary tailgater. Yeah. Like, he goes all out. Well, if mm-hmm. you're. Basement here is that <laughs> indication. Very true. Like, he takes his tailgating seriously. Yeah.
1: So. We got flagpoles, we got double tents, grills. So we, we pull up, and this was before, like, so I didn't have as much tailgates at the time, still building up my inventory. We pull in deep, and we're in this part. And the best thing about Greensboro costume is just huge because they have no sports, they have no professional teams. So they just built this venue just for events and concerts and whatever and so we're out there we're the first first people out there and there's nobody else around for a couple hours so we're having a good time and we just you know it's probably like 12 15 of us at one point there's like a little section where you know you basically have to go urine you know pee or whatever there's like a, a, like some trees at one point there's a guy walking around with a hatchet like just we're like what is this guy doing Boy. he was trying to chop down wood to put in his like burning barrel for them while they were tailgating <laughs> We had the Vortex out. We were launching the Vortex and we were throwing in the parking lot. Um, at one point my buddy Taylor, this guy came up to him and was like, "Yo, does anybody have an extra pair of underwear?" And we're like, "What?" And Taylor and he's like, "Dude, I just crap my pants, like I need a pair of underwear." Taylor's like, "I'll sell you mine for $20." Taylor went into my truck, took off his boxers and sold this man his used underwear for $20 as we were tailgating, all right? Fantastic. And so then it, by the time we were starting to walk inside, people were on top of my Bronco, Josh curls on top, they're all dancing and we're having a good time. We get into the concert and a couple of weeks we didn't buy tickets all together, it would spread up. And I said it was me and Jiren and my buddy Sav and his uh girlfriend at the time, me and fiance Susan. And I was pretty inebriated. And I remember standing there and the, really? yeah, the seats were kind of we were like in Midland Row and the seats kind of came up to like your knee, like a little bit past your knee, maybe shin. And so I'm standing there, and we'd snuck a couple beers. I'm a master of trying to sneak beers in. I mean, I, I, got, I think I, had, I tried to sneak, like, 12 in. And they caught, like, six of them, so at least I still had six left, you know. And they were, Where did you put 12 beers? I had a coat on, so I'd stuck, and they had, like, all kinds of pockets. And somehow I just walk up there, and, like, you flap it like a Batman jacket, and they never think to, to scan these. Now, again, this was six years ago, so, you know, <laughs> get away with a little more things. No frisking around. Right yeah, exactly. 50% 50%'s pretty good. Exactly. So we're standing there, and I'm standing next to Jerry, and all of a sudden, I just, you know, I don't know if I'll sing along to a song or the opener or whatever, and I just tipped on over... Because a chop block, and I literally, my, I land with my legs sticking in the air on this couple. And they were the ni- they were nice, though. They were probably about our age. And they were just, I was like, whoa! I was like, my bad, my bad. I'm still holding my beard. My legs were sticking straight in the air. And Jerry and Sam were trying to grab me and pull me back up. Luckily, they didn't, like, get mad or tell the people to get this guy out of here. They were cool about it. And we enjoyed a good fine-air church concert. Um <laughs> But, yeah, that was one of them, just memories-wise, of just having a big group of people out there and cutting loose, and it was a good See, time. See, Andrew, that's what you missed when you didn't get into the air Church concert. Yeah, it was yeah. Jacob falling yeah, over the road, James. exactly. <laughs> yeah, brutal. I still have like a, a snapshot in my mind of just looking at the top of the arena as my <laughs> feet were in the air holding my beard as I was laying on this, this guy his girlfriend's lap, you know. So, yeah, that was a good time.
2: All right, you got a good one? You went with, you went worse first. So. Well, I think it was worse first. My first concert, I'll tell you this, my first concert was Dave. Matthews. Matthews. And that was good. And like I'm a I'm a Dave fan, I guess. Um, but So what late nineties, early two thousands? I think this was probably thousand two 2002 maybe. Okay. Two thousand yeah, 2000, 2002, in in that area. Yeah. Um and, I mean, just growing up, like, I, my, like, my parents weren't big into college or anything, so it wasn't until I got to high school that, you know, you get a couple friends together and you want to mm-hmm. end up going out to one. But, um, and that was a good show. Now, now Dave, again, I, I like his music. I am I would consider myself, I guess, a fan. Yeah. like, there are, like, Dave Matthews, Pearl Jam, like, they have, like, hardcore, like, dedicated fans. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I am, and nothing against those folks. I'm just not. I'm not at that That's level. It's hardcore. You yeah, know what I mean, so um, you're a casual fan. I'm a casual fan. Yeah. So somebody said you want to go to Dayton? Yeah, sure. Yeah, not yeah. or whatever. So we went. We had a good time. Um, trying to think, one of the coolest ones that I've been to saw Toby Keith on the Fourth of July. That was about uh, like oh, the most American yeah. thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he drove a F one fifty through the, like some kind of brick wall that had set up there on the stage. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be great. That's, you wild. know, it's yeah, fireworks cool. going off. Like you know, it was <laughs> awesome. He doesn't hide the America. He's, no, he's American in your face. Yeah, dude, if you, yeah, that was, that was like the most patriotic concert I've ever been to. Um, <coughs> I saw, uh, I saw Robert Plant open up for the who back in, wow. back in the day. At, uh, I think it was Hershey. Um, that was cool because like, you know, you're not going to see Zeppelin touring again. Yeah. So, uh, but he had just he just released one of his own solo albums, and so he opened up for those guys. That was really awesome. And uh, I was 16 rows once from the stage at Aerosmith. wow, and that was really yeah. cool. That Where was, was
0: that in Pennsylvania?
2: Yeah, that was. Uh, I think it was Hershey. They uh, they had like a football field there, mm-hmm. and I went to a bunch of concerts there. So um, yeah, that was cool. That was all. I, I went to more concerts probably in like high school than I have even since then.
1: Yeah.
2: Actually, one funny story is uh, back up PNC. I think it was, um, if I have location right this time, it was, um, Jimmy Buffett. Somebody from work was like, Hey, we got tickets to Buffett. Do you want to come? Like, like there, there are tickets scalpable. Like, you can just get something from somebody. Yeah. I'm like, all right, great. So I've been at work and when you're in news, you got to wear, you know, suit and tie and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just went up there from work or else I'd miss a concert if I had to go home because I lived in South Park at the time. And, uh, I show up in, like... Yeah, I took the tie off to try to, you know, cash it up a little bit. And I show up you in, like... The, the yeah, yeah, the top button. But I show up in, like, a button-down shirt, and I kind of, like, roll my sleeve. I'm telling you, people must have thought that I was crazy. Like, <laughs> who's you the were, friggin' suit that decided to yeah, You, know, I mean, you, <laughs> you, you know. were
0: the narc. Everybody looked at you.
2: Hello, fellow concertgoers. <laughs> I, too, am here for a uh, exciting night of music.
0: <laughs> um so but, you mentioned your first concert Jacob do you remember your first concert well
1: when and who uh, the first yeah it might have f- been Tim McGraw on Faith Hill wow how old yeah, were you? I think I was a senior in high school okay
0: so we, we were all basically around the
1: same age yeah. we
0: started doing concerts yeah mine was I was a freshman in college I was 17 at the time and we went to see Three Doors Down and Fuel in uh, at the Connecticut
1: Expo Center yeah. in Connecticut like, there was concerts, like, my parents would take us yeah. to, like, you know, an orchestra or something like that. But, like, the first one I went did to, he, like, by did my Did either spirit.
0: of you ever go to, like, the kids' concerts? I I'm, I, never, I think I'm a couple years older than you. What's a kids' old. concert? Well, well, so... so like Barney and Friends or something. Well, yeah, or but oh, do, you or something? Or something? do you remember Rafi? No. Or yeah. Sharon, Lois, and Bram? yeah. It was big, like, it was children's television. For yeah. some reason, I remember I went to, like, a Sharon Lois and Bram show when yeah. I was, like, six or something yeah. like that.
2: So it's one of the, like, a concert you go to with your parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I
0: don't I know think if my parents... Like, I don't think my mom took me. I think it was, like, what, a friend's mom or something, like, took yeah. all of it. was For some reason, that popped into my head last night. I was like, I think that's the first concert, but I'm not counting that one. I I'll
1: think count was down. I think we went to one of those Sesame Street Live ones. at yeah, one some point. Like that. But I was so little, we got, like, a little mask or something. Like, you, one of those things... It's cool when you, but I didn't remember it getting older. I mean, I have to. <laughs> Once you get into high school, you're like, that doesn't count. Yeah, That's exactly, not my first concert. Exactly. Yeah, I think mine was, yeah, me and the girl I was dating at the time, we went to, it was in Greensboro, and it was Faith Hill. They, it was called their Soul to Soul tour, tour, and it was Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. We saw them before, it's pretty tight. And then the next week we went to, it was, uh, the, which was pretty, we saw Brad Paisley, Taylor Swift before she was, who she was. She was an opener. That's how early this Taylor Swift was. Was um, this like fifteen year old Taylor Swift? Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen year old Like she's still been, still rocking the acoustic yeah, guitar. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, I, yeah. Brad Paisley was the headliner, and like Taylor Swift was one of the openers, and like Jack Ingram, and I think oh Kelly Pickler that she was all from right. North Carolina. Yeah, so that was big deal. They all opened, and you saw you know all four of those. If you're a country fan, you recognize all their names, and then you got Taylor Swift, who's you know quite possibly the biggest superstar music wise right now. You could argue this and that, but. Yeah, it was pretty. That was a cool, memorable. It wasn't my you know, best concert, yeah. but it was a memorable one to go to. So I'm going to throw out. I'll
0: do my honorable mentions real quick. I won't go into too much detail before I do my worst one. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to lump them all together. I'll cheat a little bit. Carolina Rebellion. We've been doing it for four years now. It's a weekend heavy metal worshiping. There's no devil worshiping. We're all very friendly. Some people more friendly than others. So it's uh, it was two days. It's now three days of just back to back to back heavy metal bands, even maybe even hard rock. Like this year, they had uh, ZZ Top. Yeah. and oh, that's cool. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. So it's not it's not like super heavy stuff. They've so opened up
1: know. a little bit for some people. Like yeah. they trying. They, they have honest. they have
0: some diversity. Yeah. But it's literally where I live, Andrew. For some perspective, so the track, the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Across the street is the dirt track and the drag strip. Yep. Across from that, there's a big gravel parking lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Down behind where Hendrick uh, the Hendrick dealership is, there's a field back there. They close all that off, put up four stages, and they have bands there all weekend. That's where Carolina Rebellion is? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's a tree line right next to it. I live on the other side of the tree line. So, you live in a great spot. I do. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Because I live in a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a house there, I wouldn't leave. Yeah. I, it's awesome. So my buddies and I, my buddy Ryan and my buddy Knob come down every year. We'll see if Ryan can actually make it down there. There's two Knob
1: references here. Yeah. one. Show yeah. and Ryan's
0: about to get another one here yeah, in a second. So they come down. We spend the whole weekend. We don't have to drive anywhere. We stay at my place. We walk over, and it's usually like 11 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, just band, band, band. It's great people watching. It's so much fun. That's cool. 150,000 people last year, something like that. It's basically 50,000 people per day, and it was three days. Wow. So it's a ton of fun. I highly recommend it. But flip side of that, worst concert experience ever. This is where Ryan comes in. So there's a place in Hartford. Love to go see it or love to go see shows there. It's called the Webster Theater. It was an old single theater movie theater back in the day that they converted into a concert venue. And it's one of those like real cool like clubs things. Only a couple thousand people fit. It's you see a lot of bands before they become popular or bands that go and do club tours. A lot like CBGB's in New York or something like that. It's really cool setting. We used to go see a ton of shows there. And they were always like 15 bucks, so it was easy for, yeah. you know, college students, we were right out of college, didn't have to spend a ton of money, and you got to see like four bands. So we were there almost every week during the summer. So we go, there's this one band that comes out, both of you, I'm hoping are familiar
1: with Limp Biscuit, or at least yeah. know who they are, may not yes. listen to them, but know who they you are. I know Limp Biscuit's lead singer? Is from Gastonia. His, his mom went to our church. Really? Know.
2: Yes. Did
1: she, he go to the church? No, he did not. But his <laughs> mom, Fred
2: Durst, yeah. is from Gaston. Yes, He's over. from Gaston. I, yes, I, I, really, I, yes.
1: I remember my mom telling me, because she was helping with the kitchen, like, you know, make meals for you know older people mm-hmm. and stuff. She's like, yeah, I think um, that's the mom of some guy, some rock band Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Mr. Biscuit? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Like, Biscuit. You know, at the time, I was like, you know, you'd heard it around school and stuff. Because and, they do keep rolling, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. So, with last name Roland, a lot of kids sung that song to me as we... Believe you know, me, I still singing it all yeah, the time. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So lead guitarist,
0: West Portland, he left the band and started his own band. It's called Blacklight Burns. Didn't really have a big following. They only had like two songs out at the time. It was their first album. So we got tickets. It was like a $10, $15 show. And we go see them. They had three bands there that night. It was Blacklight Burns was a headliner, a band called Horse the Band, and Julian K. When we showed up, and we noticed that the crowd was predominantly like 14, 15, 16-year-olds. And we're probably in our mid-20s at this point. And we're, Ryan and I look at each other and we're like, what the hell is happening here? So first band comes out, it's Julian I I don't know if either of you remember, you know, back in the TRL days, there was a band called Orgy. They only had like two songs. No. So no, no. I, I wasn't expecting you, Andrew, oh, maybe. Man.
2: Barely remember TRL. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was kind of like an electronic band. There was a lot of keyboards and synthesizers and stuff. They were a little bit weird. They only had a couple of good hits. So they broke off and started a new band. When this band came out, it was a drummer and three keyboardists. There was no guitarist. One guy saying It was so freaking weird, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. They, they played a short set and left, and then it got super weird because this band, I'll never forget it now, Horse the Band, worst band I've ever seen live. I had never heard of them before. I haven't heard of them since. They came out. There was, like, inflatable palm trees all over the stage and, like, weird hula stuff. They put a folding chair down and a stuffed lion on the folding chair and put a microphone in front of the stuffed lion, and that was the lead singer. The lead singer was actually behind the stage. He never came out. And all these 15-year-old kids loved it. They were eating it up, and it was the stupidest thing. I hated every second of it. And then as soon as they were done, everybody cleared out. They the lead the, the headlining band Blacklight Burns comes out there was like 40 of us left Oh. and I felt terrible because I liked them I liked yeah. West Borland so I was giving it my all I was you know horns up cheering and everything the coolest thing about it that actually saved it was after their set was done he came out shook everybody that had stayed around his hand signed anything you wanted I still have a t-shirt I caught earlier in the day that he signed So that he saved it a little bit, but that damn horse, the band, uh, did stuffed animal in front of a microphone. It just made no sense. It was so weird, and I hated it.
1: (laughs) That is interesting. That is interesting. My worst both come from Speed Street as well. (laughs) So you got the highs and the lows. Yeah, one of the years after the Luke Bryan one, um, there's an artist called his name's Corey Smith, and he has a couple hits, like five or six hits. On is like he's a big time. Basically, he sings about college stuff. So when you're in college, ladies love him because it's always about just doing the college thing—solo cups and Lips. Eat, drinking a lot and going out spring break, all that kind of stuff. Great music when it's on your iTunes and all that kind of you know when you're listening through MP3s. So we go to see him live and we're sitting there on top of the parking deck and my buddy Cheeks was with me, Nate was with me, I think Jeriana was there and he starts coming out and he's playing. He's like, oh, i got a new CD that releases in two weeks. Here's all my new stuff. <laughs> Doesn't sing any of the songs that we want to hear. Sings a CD that nobody knows about that's not going to come out for another two weeks. And this isn't like Spotify now where stuff gets leaked. Like Nobody, and we're all sitting there, and I'm just like, why are you like playing the stuff that we want to hear? Don't play this new junk. <laughs> he ends up finally playing some of the stuff. Another side note to that was I guess he used to be, before he became this, singer about college life a christian singer so as we were on top of the parking deck this van comes pulling around and they park up there next to us before the show kind of starts and as they start singing the song and he's talking about you know hooking up with girls and drinking and drugs and stuff they're looking around like wait this isn't the Corey smith that i know this isn't the Corey smith singing about jesus and all this and they quickly left they got out of there real fast so that one was really weird just because it was like – and then we realized – and plus he also sucked live. Like he was better behind in the studio. Like we were – me and Cheeks were like, God, he's terrible. And then a year later he came to UNCG and played a concert. And we, me, me and Cheeks kept telling everybody, don't go see him. Don't go see him. No, we got to go see him. So me and Cheeks just went to the bar. And we we're like, y'all just meet us up after the bar. They came to the bar. Was like, how was the concert? Like, he sucked. I was like, I tried to tell you. He was terrible live. You didn't want to believe Cheeks and I. Didn't take my advice. Exactly, You had to see it. But he's terrible live. Another one was a couple years ago, Jamie Johnson came, and Jamie Johnson's a fantastic country artist, but I was in a good, happy party mood, and he did not sing any of those songs. It was all about, like, losing your mom, your dad, death, uh, just, and and we were all, like, like, happy because we were like, ah, Speed Street, yeah, woo, and it's just like, we got around, we were like, ah, we're getting depressed, like, we don't, so we just walked back to the tailgate, started tailgating, because it was like. It just We weren't in the right mood to listen to Jamie. He, well, he shouldn't have been a speed streak. So during that story, Andrew,
2: you were shaking I, I was there, I was there for that because that <laughs> I was all upset. I was like, yep. Jamie Johnson's going to be playing this. is pretty, pretty awesome. Yep. And and I mean, I don't know. They just wanted the songs for the venue. Yeah, exactly. You know That's what it was. was. got to like, know your audience. He's an awesome artist yeah. and, and a great songwriter and everything. And, and, you know, love his music. But man, I was like, we need to. Pick it, yeah, up, to kick you know? it up, a notch, you Like know? you thought,
1: like he opened with a couple, like maybe one upbeat song, and then he just hit like six or seven, like real slow. And you're just like, all right, like whoa, like I, I was hype, I was excited, I wanted to be, yep. you know, in a concert, you expect to be woo but it was like it was dark stuff. You're like well, okay, well, all right, this is not the mood. I like I don't want to go contemplate, you know, killing myself per se. Hey. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah if you dark. give me crap
2: for the heavy metal stuff. Yeah, make- country music's all
1: built on booze and depression, man. Your wife cheating on you, you lost your dog, cheaper. lost your wife, lost yeah. your truck.
2: Is there a is a thing here? Where you're the country guy, and you're the the metal yeah, guy. Much. And okay,
1: yeah, because yeah,
0: there's no he,
2: crossover. You would yeah, ask earlier you know about
0: Hootie. Yeah, Hootie. He likes Hootie because I grew up in the
1: '90s, yeah. so who doesn't? Well, like Hootie? yeah. Hoody. I mean, that's that's Hootie, but now. Yeah, I mean, he's like, well, he's forced. The thing is, he comes over and hangs out so much, he's forced to listen to my yeah. tailgate playlist. That's fair enough. Which is a lot of country music, so.
0: So, you asked before we started this how we came up with the name The Beards Wash, and I explained that all to you, which we've told to our fans before. We originally, one of the ideas we were throwing around was North versus South because it's.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm from the North, he's from the South, I like heavy metal, he likes country, I'm a Giants fan, and he's a Panthers fan. Uh, unfortunately, there was already a North vs. Yeah. South podcast, kind of generic, so we had to change yeah. it up.
1: Yeah. Generic one. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, all so, right, well, do we want to, let's pass yeah, it Yeah, well, first over. of all, we'll go in with our, our regular sponsor. Our, I'll just, we'll let him look at the,
0: oh. I'll do this first. So, oh, we, we have a bottle here of Triple Whammy sauce. We got the Sweet Heat Barbecue, or it's covered up here. It says Wheat Heat. No. <laughs> so, Triple Whammy is our sponsor, <laughs> provides us with these. Andrew, you get to take home a bottle of the, uh, the Sweet Heat. If you cook with it. Uh, or use it for any reason. Just take a picture of it. We like to, to post it so that Tyler can grab it and reuse it. It's great stuff. He's got three different flavors. He's got a honey mustard, an all-purpose, and the
1: sweet heat. Uh, so have fun with that. That one, throw it on some chicken and like bake it. And it's fan- it's got molasses in it. So it's not necessarily more of a dipping sauce because it's real thick. But once you get it heated up and then, you know, it starts to crystallize, uh, the, the sugars start changing and mm. stuff, it's a fantastic, fantastic sauce. So that's exactly what it says, a little sweet, a little heat so, so like he, also,
0: he, he also has a promotion where if you go on the website and order any sauce and use the code the Beards watch you get 25% off oh, so, yeah. that's nice. Nice, so before we go on to a little more housekeeping stuff I'll give you the notebook of random questions you get to go through anything that isn't checked off is free game you can pick any of those ones to use there's, okay. there's a lot that have been checked off but there might be a few stragglers around yeah. there so you give a, a gander through those and pick I'll, which I'll one, one you, use. you guys. Yep. and then okay. all three of us answer yeah, so you gotta three answer three it too yeah so while you do that, we actually have a new sponsor. New, new
1: sponsor. So we, Jerry and I went to a wedding on Friday for one of her teacher friends. And long story short, the Uber, because we're always safe, on the <laughs> way back to our house was a guy. We started talking to him, and he said he just moved down here from uh, north, I think New York or New Jersey. And he's into the truffles-making business, not the mushroom truffles. <laughs> I had to ask if this was a chocolate truffles. The chocolate or? truffles. And so I followed him on Instagram. Told him we'd give him a shout out. We'll try to get him on the podcast. If you want to follow him on Instagram, it's Mister Truffles Catering. We'll tag him in our Instagram posts and our. you said you yeah, on Facebook? Also I saw him on Twitter, so we might have yeah. to him on Twitter. So if you go there, I, we haven't set up any code or anything yet, yeah. but he's brand new. Follow him on Follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and he's got yeah. some fantastic. He said especially like a cookies and cream truffle, and that sounds... If you awesome. go to your if you go to his Instagram, you'll start wanting to get a truffle so hopefully we'll get him on a special edition soon and maybe he'll throw some free samples for anyone um, to guess i'm always
0: them. up for trying free yeah. truffles so that Actually, was a, you know, i'll pay for some truffles yeah too. exactly
1: so that there's uh there's our newest one we'll see how that that turns out
0: yeah, that's, yeah that sounds
1: like some good stuff
0: yeah so uh you
2: checked off a question it I looks like I got you found all, one. all one. right yeah nice. um are you guys fans of the walking dead hell yeah, yeah. all right so so then you probably have this answer because if you've watched the show you've already thought about this One of the things I like about that show is it makes you think, like I'm not a big zombie guy, you know what I mean, but I like that show because it makes you think, man, if I was in that situation, how long could I make it? So the question is, in the zombie apocalypse, what's your secret of survival? So I actually have thought about this, and I stole
0: (laughs) it from a movie that I saw several years ago, and I believe it was, now i got to think to make sure I have the right one. I'm pretty sure it's 28 Weeks Later, which was a British movie. Basically what they did was they went to a high-rise apartment building. It doesn't have to be super high, it was like, I don't know, 15, 20 floors. And they basically took over the top floor and then blocked off the stairwell at the bottom so that the only way the zombies could get up is through the stairwell. You give yourself 15 to 20 floors between you and them. And they had it like they took a bunch of shopping carts and chained them down and held it up there. You have the added advantage, as long as you've cleared out every floor, you can take all the provisions. So any canned food or anything from all the floors, from all the apartments, take that all up to your, your little haven up on top, and you can last there for a while. Eventually, you are going to run out. Hopefully, the people have cleaned out some zombies by then. Yeah. So you can go and forage for more things. But I think that's a pretty good idea. You just yeah. take over the top floor of a building and stay there for as long as you can. Okay. take over the top floor. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Mine would be find somewhere secluded, like in the mountains or something, and get high enough away to where you know, hopefully you got your little... Like, oh, I guess where it was... Uh, what, Morgan found that yeah, guy? I was going to say, there was a guy... Like, where Morgan, Morgan in The Walking Dead found the guy, and he was hanging out there with the goat for a little had, bit, He had and, his own little prison in his house. Yeah, he had his own little spot, and, you know, you just hope... I mean, hopefully you get enough ammunition or whatever where you're not necessarily tracking zombies, and you just hope and pray that, you know, nobody comes... A group of crazy dudes comes stumbling across you, and who knows? So, that would be the best... That's
2: the one I would think of. Andrew? I think... I think Secret, it's got to be making sure you have enough water. Because, like, everything else I feel like you can probably scavenge for. Food you can hunt, you know what I mean? Like, weapons to defend yourself you can always find or come up with. You know, like, you can be kind of versatile there. But if you guys ever, like, have gone camping, you know... Sure, you can figure out how to, like, filter rain down, Mm -hmm. but, like, if you need to filter water from, like, a river or something, if if you don't do it right, it can be really, really bad for you. So, you have to make sure you had some way of having fresh water always available, because you can survive days without food. Yeah. Jake and I are
0: are big fans of Survivor, so we're always watching those people boiling the water to make sure you get that beer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Because if they don't get it right, they end up getting evac out of there. So, yeah, you got to have water. So... You're gonna have a, a
2: filtration system, or I, I don't know. I, and here's here's where I come up with this. So I went I went camping once, backpacking in Kentucky with a group of friends, and we all brought Camelbacks. And my, my buddy had just gotten this this thing from REI. It was a water filtration system, and we were next to a river. Which I, you look at it, and you say, "I'm not gonna drink that." Obviously, pour it in one bag, and it filters through, and it just came out the other end crystal clear. Yeah, and it didn't taste like anything. It tasted like water. It was, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was really cool how it worked. So we, we did that for the two nights for a camping in there, and then one day we hiked I don't know, a couple miles back towards civilization and ended up at a state park uh, that had restrooms and, and all this kind of stuff, but they didn't have uh, water fountains. So a couple guys in our group went into the restrooms and filled up their camelbacks in the sink. I, I thought, thought you were about to say <laughs> no, 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 no. And then we get desperate. Yeah. And then we walked. And then we hiked back. Stayed one more night. And as we were hiking out the next day, like those guys, were, they they felt miserable. I mean, so they didn't they,
1: put the water through the filtration system.
2: No, they just filled it up in the in the from the from the, uh, oh. from the faucet. Oh, okay. And and I had had a, a bigger Camelback, so I, they were like, "Do you need to fill up?" I was like, "No, I'm good." You know, I still had river water in the back of mine, but it'd yeah. been filtered or whatever. <laughs> and they were—I mean, they were ill for like the next six hours or whatever the drive was back from Kentucky to Charlotte. And uh, and that was—I was like, you need to have clean drinking water. Everything else, I mean, so yeah, you can figure out in the zombie apocalypse. I guess. Well, I guess everybody's going to have this idea, but. Go raid the local Walmart or something for all the bottled water that they have and just hoard it. Right, and that's, that's it. Possible. Eventually, that'll run out. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, or eventually, you be in a situation where you're 15 floors up on the top of a building and you're going to need clean water. And yeah. if it's like it hasn't rained in a couple of days and you mm-hmm. can't get it that way, like what else can you do? Um, I think the the thing I've learned from Walking Dead, obviously a fictional
0: show, but I think there is some truth to it. And what Jacob said rings true is. You can't really trust anybody in the zombie apocalypse yeah. when all rules go out the window. Like yeah. people want to go and meet up with a big group, and they all end up turning on you. Yeah, so oh, it's I always like, like be a very small small group. Very small for yourself. Group. Yeah, it's always
1: good, like good. it seems like in the show, it's like they stumble across. You know, you're going to have your issues with the zombies. But it's more of the people that you end up having more issues with. And like, the zombies are either going to get eaten or die from them and be done. But the people, you end up getting tortured or sold off or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Used for something. And you, they stab you behind the back or whatever. So, which is always the case. you got to always watch out for the people. Clean water in a secluded mountain spot. <laughs> yep. No, <you're> <laughs> exactly. So,
0: i got a weird question based off that. Not too weird, but Jacob and I know each other pretty well. Are you... Like, do you have any kind of uh, inclination to do, like, Doomsday prepping or anything like that? Or are you kind of fly by the seat of your pants? I know there are some people that do that, like, plan for the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and have stuff for that. We had a show about it and that's yeah. A- yeah,
2: I I don't – I'm not a prepper okay. by any means. Um, we uh, – yeah, no, not okay. so much. Cool. I mean, <laughs> I, and it's like – I mean, I guess I get, it, it makes sense to be prepared for anything – uh, but I uh, gosh I don't know yeah, no. I just know
0: because there's there's a person that we work with that has a cache of weapons. I won't out them on the podcast, but they have a cache of weapons. I don't know if they're preparing or they actually want the zombie apocalypse to happen, but they're prepared I'm if thinking, it does if it's the
1: person I know you're talking about then I'm sure they want the zombie apocalypse to come
0: <laughs> yeah well, there's a couple of them that want yeah, it. this true. one is actually going out preparing for oh, okay it. so. All right, we've reached the hour mark. I yeah. think we've gone through everything. So, Andrew, thank you again for coming out. That was fun. Yeah. That was anything you want to say
2: to the people? Uh, <laughs> this, is,
1: this is your forum. last <laughs> parting words.
2: My forum. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at yeah. Andrew Dowd and um, Andrew underscore Dowd sixteen is on Instagram. There you go. So. You
0: are actually the first person that has jumped in and given a shout out to your social media. We usually have to pull it out of people. <laughs> is that bad? <Ben? laughs> no, no, that's yeah, good. We like it. Like actually, it. Amanda might have done it too. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda's yeah. cool. So yeah, for, so follow Andrew. For us, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's The uh, Beards Watch Podcast. Instagram and Twitter is at The Beards Watch. I'm at, it's me, it's TMP. Jacob is at J. Roll Nation. And that'll do it.
1: That, that, you should, ready? that should be back. Back to do a little headbanging. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who <laughs> picks the music? the music? Is this actually that's a good question? Usually, I'm in charge of the music, but we let him
2: let him get hey, his right. Open it on metal, close on country, or vice versa. No, we're closing. No, nah, we're closing we'll on, on my song. Yeah, we gotta right? close yeah.
1: on a song here. We got Usually,
2: we open and close with the same song.
1: Yeah, so we'll, I guess, we'll see if this plays right, Tom.